podcast ain't played nobody. You're gonna try and tell me how this weekend's good. Just it is. Okay. So okay, so here's here's the what's what's the PAP and mission statement? It's basically that we eat the whole cow. We talk about everybody. We don't talk about Alabama and the national title race for for twelve months of the year. Um, as I was piecing together the S and P Plus picks post for Thursday morning, I started to realize there are a lot of awesome games on the schedule. As long as you don't care about the national title race, so this is week twelve is a challenge to us to do our jobs and find enjoyable football games that don't have anything to do with Alabama, and there are some. So okay. I'm, out, I'm snapped out. I, I, I got bogged down a little bit because last week was as boring as a college football weekend can get. Uh, I'm out of it now. I'm ready. <clears throat> do you think that last week was historically boring? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not going to create a measure to figure that out, but it just wasn't ever really. There were a couple of moments where like, oh, oh, and then there was like, it was just not a lot uh, of, of true excitement. So I like those happen sometimes. There have been a few of those this year. It's all fine. Uh, this week, it's almost good. We can we don't even have to pretend to pay attention to the national title race unless, you know, uh, who's Michigan playing? Um, Indiana. Unless Indiana does something wild, unless Duke does something wild, we don't have to pay any attention to any of that. We can focus on the weird division races. Um, Utah is playing Colorado. Arizona State is playing um, Oregon. Those two games will kind of decide the Pac-12 South. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those will be kind of intense and weird and potentially fun. You've got Pitt trying to clinch the, the ACC Coastal. Um, and then you've got a whole lot of mid-major and lower uh, oddities that will be worth watching. This is a good week. This is a pep talk. I'm ready. I'm not convinced. Well, you're just a big, you're just a big cranky pants. I, I can't help that. <laughs> we'll go through the entire schedule and maybe I'll get there. This is podcast name played nobody. It's college football marriage and numbers and words. That's robot Bill Connolly. He is the inventor and proprietor of the S&P Plus analytics system. He's also the author of various books. You can find them on Amazon and other bookseller-type locations. Um, my name is Stephen Godfrey, and I'm going to do my best and be as happy a human being as I can manufacture to try and get pumped up for – essentially, it's it's sort of a lost piece of terminology, but this is SoCon Saturday. Yeah. It's not lost in the SBN world, by God. We keep it alive. I'm sure someone in the Big Ten will point it out this weekend as much as they possibly can. Now, I've made this – I make this comment every year, uh, but to everybody who – it wants to wants to complain because it's the SEC because they're a bunch of chickens. Just yeah. just just cool, like ignore it. You don't have to pay any attention. The only people I feel sorry for with uh, SEC wait are you teams, say, are you saying that to the people who are angry about it or the yes, people who are reacting to they, the people they are going who are out angry of their way to it. find reasons why the SEC stinks basically or or is a big chicken and doesn't want to take on everybody else and dirt dirt dirt. Well, everybody but like the Big Ten plays FCS opponents. Uh, the SEC plays them well, and some ACC teams. I know North Carolina is doing it this year. Um, the SEC and some ACC teams will play FCS games before their big rivalry game over Thanksgiving weekend. If I were a fan of one of those schools, I would hate it. I like the flow of a season from like start off with that FCS opponent. So it's like a preseason game and then you work your way through the rest. I like, I like that there is a build most of the time. And so that mm-hmm. would, I wouldn't enjoy that at all. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, when Missouri and Arkansas become true death rivals, then, you know, we'll, we'll start seeing that in Missouri too. It's probably going to be a while. Um, but no, just, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Cause I was talking to somebody, um, Maybe it was the full cast live show, actually, uh, like afterward when we were chatting with everybody who had come um, <clears throat> and, and they were or maybe it was, I don't know, Twitter, whatever. All conversations just blend together in my head. But um, they, they were basically saying, you know, it's, it's unfair to the rest of college football because they get a rest week and then, you know, the, which helps them. And I was like, well, helps them what? They're playing conference foes the next week. They're playing rivals who probably did the exact same damn thing that they are, and they won't play another non-conference team for six weeks. It doesn't help them at all against other conferences. It's just uh, an internal thing where they want to prep for a rivalry game by basically taking a week off. And that's whatever. There have been uh, many instances where that backfired spectacularly. Um 
And, you know, most of the time it doesn't. And we get to pay attention to everything else in the college football world. This is week 12 is like a is like a week one redux kind of thing. Like where where I would say with week one where we don't need big games. We just want to soak it in. Well, you know, we're going to miss college football in a couple in, in a couple more months. And this is a chance to just soak in a bunch of teams we haven't had a chance to watch in a while. Is there a way mathematically to prove that it is not the um well, it is cushiony soft before rivalry week. There's no, I mean, there's no denying that if you get to play an FCS team before your rival, then there's some benefit to that. But what Big Ten teams are mad about is the combination of the uh, increase in conference games that they play and the fact that the, the, right. SE, the SEC gets FCS. <laughs> it's not the SEC's fault you were stupid and, and, and set up nine <laughs> conference games. Is there a way to show that it's really not that much of a competition? It's not as lobsided in terms of uh, of parsing competition. Like I, well, I, I would I mean, assume that if you looked at S and P plus, and I'll throw this out, you can tell me where I'm wrong because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not me not math. But if you looked at the average SEC schedule for the top half contenders every year, and mm-hmm. like just this year randomly, if you look at like LSU, Alabama, Georgia, um, we'll throw Florida in there, uh, Mississippi State. I don't know whatever. Um, that yeah, they all have an FCS opponent. FCS, or in some cases, just a, a random non-conference game yeah. that is hopefully a cupcake. But the S and P, the average S and P plus of the teams that they played in conference play, as well as most of these teams, aside from Florida, like usually actively trying to schedule some bangers to open mm-hmm. up on Labor Day. Like, wouldn't this make their schedule? like empirically and arguably still tougher than a big 10 team that plays nine conference games. Well, I mean, one way to look at this and and this isn't over yet, obviously, but we're like right now, um, in my, uh, asking people, my strength of schedule rankings that I post on Monday with the resume rankings. Um, it's basically the, the idea behind my strength of schedule ranking is basically like, what would the average top five teams, record be uh if they played your schedule like how many how, what percentage of games would they win basically yeah. on average if they played each team a million times what would their win percentage be uh the hardest schedule in the country so far this year has been played by lsu second hardest tennessee third hardest texas a&m fourth hardest missouri um 10th hardest auburn 11th hardest Al- uh, mississippi state 12th hardest vanderbilt 13th hardest uh Ole miss that's one two three four five six seven eight of the hardest of the 13 hardest schedules in the country having been played by sec teams so far like that. I mean, and again, there are a couple more weeks out and uh, most of those teams on that list have played Alabama, which is one of the reasons they're so high. Um, There's a natural ding on Alabama's schedule because they don't have to play Alabama. Uh, So they're never going to rank that high uh, or as high as some of these other teams. But just Mm -hmm. generally speaking, like, you know, Vanderbilt didn't play Alabama. Not all of these teams have played Alabama and they still have really hard schedules. Oh, and Arkansas is 16th. South Carolina is 18th. Kentucky's 20th. Um, Florida's 25th. Like it's just, they played really hard schedules. Um, and part of that is because they haven't played their FCS opponent a lot in a lot of those cases. And now they will. Um, but uh, SEC teams play really hard schedules. And I, I know this is a very, I'm already going against the PAP and ethos. I was just talking about by, by talking about how great the SEC is, but it's the, it's the best conference. It is the best yeah. conference on average from year to year, like almost every single year, it's the best conference. And so, yeah, you play hard schedules. It's fine. It's fine if they play FCS teams. It's fine if they play them at the end of the year. It's the Big Ten's fault for wanting to go to nine games, which screws my numbers up and decreases connectivity. Uh, it's fi- it, like if they don't want to play FCS team, well, you know that hurts the, the the cycle of money in this sport. But whatever, congratulations, you got uh, you know an extra game on Big Ten Network Plus or whatever. Congratulations, you only played you know Central Michigan or something, a terrible Central Michigan team instead of an FCS team. Good for you. Your your balls are bigger. But um, in the end, the SEC spicy. plays. Uh, the, uh, this is just this this riles me up every single year, and I don't know why because it's just the stupid. Like of all the things we get mad about, this is one of the stupidest ones. Um, it is it is about as easy to set your clock on it though. It's one of the most oh, yeah. consistent angry things that happen. Oh yeah, massively. Um, I'm trying to think if there's really nothing else cyclically that comes up. Where you can set your watch by the grumping. I'm trying, unless <laughs> I mean, surely I'm discounting some other stupid argument that happens in college football. 
Um, oversigning, actually, that... another Big Ten complaint used to be oversigning. That was one that every right. February um, they would make arguments that, you know, we're playing two different sports because we care more about education. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the most sanctimonious <laughs> one going right now, especially because you can find crap in every Big Ten schedule, too. Well, and you can, you know, the whole sanctimony thing, like it's, you know, the, the closets aren't clear of skeletons in the Big Ten. So, you know, maybe just edge off the sanctimony in general, but that's just me. I'm trying to think if there's anything bad that's happened in the Big Ten this year. I can't think of a single thing. It's crazy. Nothing? Nothing at all. Nothing. It's been every, every program's been clean. There have been no controversies because they, yeah. the, they are the cleanest and most, uh, the the, the, they have the best college spirit of any of the uh, F, F, FBS conferences. Moral imperative, I guess. Hmm. Strange. Okay. Let's do a little tasting menu. You ready? <laughs> yep. yep. I'm telling every, you, this is a fun week. Look, this is a fun damn week. Every year, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You're not supposed to do this. And if someone from The Athletic wants to steal this, then the, I guess they will. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Um, Man, we're spicy today. Goodness. The story idea I've had for a long time is right about now and we're just we're always caught up doing other things um right about now going and hitting like the two to three day run or four day run in some instances of these mac games because it is bleak like this is increasingly obsolete in terms of a strategy for the mac these weeknight games Mm -hmm. um in fact, there was um, a couple people that tweeted at us being like, you know, hey, this is peak PAPN or this is PAPN defined. or And if we ever did come up with like a, a more, I don't know what the word is, I guess an actual logo instead of just sort of letters or names or numbers, it was this image that someone tweeted. I'm trying to dig around and find it of, I think it was the visitor side. Did you see this the other night? It got to, here it is. So it's it's originally it's a tweet over uh, by Big Cat at Barstool, but it's the visitor side camera view of yeah. Ball State Western Michigan. <clears throat> NIU last night was was horrifying too. I'm curious now if we should start developing guilt for these type of things, <laughs> and I, I, I whatever guilt it is that I would develop, I, we probably should have had it a long time ago. This is really I, like. Well, I mean, who, who is this benefiting anymore? Well, they, the players get on TV. I mean, that's probably a cell that they use in recruiting. You're going to be on ESPN a decent amount. And I mean, there is something to that. Um, it's definitely not meant for these students uh, that attend the schools. That's obvious. Um, well, what does TV mean anymore? Like, you've been on TV. I've been on TV. Everybody's on TV now. Like, there's umpteen streaming everything. Like, we were explaining to my son while I was gone last year, and I was like, I made a TV show. And then, like, you know, a year later, he's like, you're on TV? And I was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Like, fake TV, phone TV. Um, I don't know what the appeal is anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it, just being on TV, is that is that the one thing where the kid goes, all right, I'll sign at Ball State instead of, I don't know. Well, it's funny to think about, like, if you're deciding between, yeah, like Ball State and uh, Western Kentucky or something like that, because Lord knows, I mean, if you're a Mac coach, you're trying to sell, hey, look at the conference. You're, you're going to be on BN or, or Stadium if you go to Conference USA. Here you'll be on the ESPNs. Um, I, I, guess wonder, I wonder if a 19-year-old cares or well, a 17, 16-year-old cares. I bet there's a draw to that, especially if the family gets involved. If, if you're, Well, of course, if you're getting recruited to a Mac school, you're probably from within like 400 miles. That's the other part is, I mean, Mac schools recruit against each other, so it doesn't really help in that regard. Um, but it would be interesting to, to – to, to see just to, to gauge the temperature of Maction in general just because, I mean, number one – the games aren't 63 to 60 anymore. So there's not that aesthetic draw uh, that there was back in like, <clears throat> whatever that was, 2011, 2012, and, and that uh, neighborhood. Um, the, there are still some fun games to be sure, but, <clears throat> you know, they're, most li- they're, more, they're much more likely to be a normal scoring affair uh, on average. But, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's still live inventory for the ESPN, so I get it in that regard. But I do wonder, from a Mac perspective, you're, you're well not tonight. Drawing. So the first game on the schedule, and this is why I thought of it. It's Toledo at Kent State. It's five o'clock central mm-hmm. on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, that's the other thing that I've noticed. Guys, like, what are we doing? I know. Maybe this year, maybe this has been happening. It's really kind of clicked for me this year. There are a lot more like early evening 
Matt so that's six. P- so that's six p.m. Eastern. Uh, Kent State is in the Eastern time zone. It's it's outside of Cleveland, basically. Um, they do that, I think, in part because CBS, if you'll notice, CBS Sports has a double header this season. Yeah, no, I get that part totally. Because then at eight thirty Central at the end at the end of the Thursday night is FAU at North Texas. <sighs> I just don't know how this benefits Toledo and Kent State in the MAC. Yeah, and I'm I. This is not me to be completely clear i'm not shitting on the mac i like the mac a lot um i like being able to watch them on weeknights i'm just curious if there's if that's a good thing yeah it's getting to where it's like it's bad it's dire and i do think it's very hard to it's very hard to rally um fan bases when you're when you're subjugated the way that college sports is you know when you i was on um a cincinnati Bear, uh, bearcats podcast did I just Bearcats Man, you podcast? Are a, That's you are tough. a Cincinnati Homer, aren't you? Oh, I'm a huge, you know. Well, I'm I'm biased anyway. Um, it's actually funny, an aside to an aside, as we do. Um, I said that last night on the podcast. I'm looking up the name of it so I can shout these guys out specifically. If you like Cincinnati, um, you should check out the BCJ, which is Bearcat Journal podcast, and they have a pretty cool logo. Um, yeah, I, I now make a point of saying how biased I am for particular schools just to see if anybody noticed because the bulk, the like the bulk of the last three years of my career has been being accused of bias. So I was just like, well, let's let's have fun with this. So yeah, I'm totally. I love the city of Cincinnati. UC's been a great school to work with. So yeah, I'm in the bag for Cincinnati. Who should be mad at me about that? Miami of Ohio. <laughs> yes, Chuck know. Martin's mad about a lot right now. So just add that I mean, to the like, list. Do you think? Do you think the other like? AAC coaches that I text or DM with, do you think they care that I just said that? They don't. That's a recruiting disadvantage for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I'm totally biased for Cincinnati. But I was talking with those guys last night on the podcast about this specific thing where – and I hate this. They said, when should we start being – like, when should we be worried about Fickle? Should we be worried now? And I'm like, damn, dude, like y'all hit rock bottom, fired Tuberville, you know, had one of the worst defenses around – you know, and then he comes in here and busts his butt. Well, they were four and eight last year. I think. So. I think. Yeah, and they turn it around. They're they're so far ahead of schedule that nobody called this. You know, they're a great story, and I was like, just dude, like, if you worry about the future this much, you're never gonna enjoy the present if you're a mid major. And right. I think that's. It's just like, and so when your games are on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, and you already live in the Rust Belt where it's like pissing snow sideways in October, like. I don't know. I just feel like it's really hard to build camaraderie. I mean, look, for from a personal perspective, you and I hate it that all the good games in college football now exist between like 4 o'clock and 10 <laughs> o'clock on yep. Saturday. It's very frustrating. You and I very much enjoy when a good matchup, or like one of those kind of, you know, it used to be like you'd get a good ACC matchup on a Thursday night, like the, the heyday of like Beamer ball and mm. when Clemson was still like volatile and not elite. Like, you would get fun matchups on Thursday night with ACC games or a Friday night game. Like, you know, like Boise Fresno was Friday night last week. I get it. That's a selfish thing. It better serves us. It is like I've told this joke a thousand times, and it's the way you explain this. It's like right now we're entering the holiday season, and no matter when you go and visit relatives from like the end of the season on, there will be like some football game of a college variety where you can just stand around and like BS about that instead of like having actual human conversation. That's why it exists, right? On like, I'm going to pull a date out of my butt real fast. Thursday. I don't know if it's on a Thursday. I shouldn't do that. December 16th. Is there a bowl game on December 16th? There probably is. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> probably. What right. day of the week is that? Uh, it's a Friday. As long as it's not a Sunday, there's probably Oh, no, no. A that's game. probably – they probably start the next day. Let's uh, find out. I bet there's something. Uh, oh, uh, well, there – wait, hold on. December 15th this, has multiple games. Yeah, that's – December 15th is a Saturday then. Oh, wait. I was looking at November. My bad. Okay. Had a yeah, November no, calendar up. Good, yeah, good so podcast. I did. I picked is, a Sunday. Okay. I picked so, a Sunday. So yeah, December fifteenth randomly. If you're go, if you're like out of town ahead of schedule to like go see family or relatives, mm-hmm. or honestly, well, there's an office Christmas party that's a lot, and there's a, tel- that's a lot of family time right there. I don't know about that. No, no, no. You come back. Like you don't oh, stay okay. for ten days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you think? I am a masochist. Um, you go and like go like oh we're gonna go drive up the da 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 and see da 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 and then come back for you know like a lot of families do that or if you're at an office <clears> Christmas party or whatever there are the celebration bowl yeah the New Mexico bowl the blah 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 bowl 
So this is just carried out in the regular season by using the Mac and to some degree the Sun Belt. The reason why I think this kind of irks me a little bit is like I don't know, you know, growing up a Georgia Southern fan, is it good or bad that they're playing app on like a random, you know, Wednesday night? I think that game was on a Thursday. You get what, <clears> like, I think it was Thursday, yeah. Is this good for the future of the Sun Belt? Should they follow the Mac? Is the Mac happy with this? I kind of think the Mac's hands are tied to where a Saturday tradition is cool. Like, I mean, especially in these smaller communities and smaller schools, like you got to be able to like tailgate and have your kids out of school. And like, I mean, to go back to it for a second, if the kickoff is at 6 p.m. on a Thursday night at Kent State, which I know like Kent State, crappy program, but they're they're trying to get something going there, right? First right. year staff. What, what energy are you building? Like what, what attention are you getting? Yeah, I think basically there, I mean, we've, there's a saturation thing here. Cause I mean, Georgia Southern, <clears throat> the fact that they were kind of alone on the schedule or mostly alone on the schedule when they whipped App- Appalachian State's butt, that was probably very good for the program. Uh, you know, yeah. Statesboro showed out. First of all, because uh, it was still it was still kind of a unique thing among uh, you know it, it wasn't something that you know well we Tuesday night next week and then Wednesday night the week after that and then Tuesday the week after that it was still a little bit of a novelty it was a little bit of a special event and 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 I think for that purpose I think those those weekday games can still be very helpful for a program yeah. like Georgia Southern that looks for attention every now and then the problem with the Mac is absolute and total sa- uh, saturation. Uh, where it's it, this is not a special event; it's something you do, um, and that's just not that's not good for anybody at this point. I wouldn't think. By the way, um, average S and P plus rankings typically the order from bottom to top. Uh, therefore, the order of my offseason previews start with the Sun Belt because they're usually last. Then go to Conference USA; they're usually second to last. Then go to MAC, who's usually third from last. Um, a couple of years ago, Conference USA was last, but that's the general order. This year, right now, the MAC is a good point below, on average, below Conference USA. So they would be up first in the preview series. So at that point, you're like, well, what really? What are we getting? We're, we're we've sacrificed the month of November to Tuesday nights, and yeah. our conference is in worse shape than it's been in a while. Um, now, I mean, that's all you know. I, you know, new coaches and blah, 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 blah. I don't want to like that. Doesn't feel like definitive proof by any means, but it is just one more data point that suggests this experiment really isn't uh, doing a whole hell of a lot. But I mean, uh-huh. you know, if they're building facilities with the money, maybe it's still worth it. You know, maybe that maybe it's just purely like that. They their their budgets are bigger because they're on TV more, and everything else is secondary to that. Just a, a quick check. There's a there's a ton of like articles inside the footprint of the mid of the rust belt where it's it's been written kind of kind of the same grouse but everybody just eventually kind of shrugs and goes well you know we're getting exposure yep and i just don't know if there's a way to accurately look and figure out if that exposure is a good thing or not i mean they're not pulling again they're still recruiting mostly from the same like window of geography right i mean there's it's not like they're pulling in national recruits because they're on television Game day has to matter. Every, it's so funny how the national media, especially the merit badge crew, will like pick and choose where to be sanctimonious about stuff and like what what really matters. So in this instance, and normally when I'm talking about merit merit badge media, it's a reference specifically to the people who gladly and willingly swear allegiance to the NCAA to carry their water. But in this instance, it's more of the sanctimony of like kind of picking at attendance numbers at the highest end or or decrying schools for continuing to expand and pour money into their stadiums like Alabama, then they'll turn around and say attendance is down by 6%. And right. what does that mean for the future of college football? We got a lot of those stuffy, <laughs> stuffy mainstream articles this year of like, what does it mean for college football? But then they celebrate Maction and there's like five people in the stands. So why right. not just turn Maction into some sort of traveling roadshow where every Tuesday night, every Max, the two Max schools playing – just drive to um, I forgot the name of it, the field house in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, not the field house, the the uh, field. Right, man. It used to be called Lucas Oil. I don't know if it still is. I'll Google it real fast. It's actually a great stadium. Um, why not just go there? Like turn it into a, a traveling roadshow. Still Lucas Oil. Thank you. Um, I, obviously, no one cares about Mac fans. And, and look, if you, I know you guys are out there. I know people listen to it. It's funny, like um, my dentist here in Nashville um, went to Miami of Ohio, and we talk about that. Like, I, it is it is schizoid even to follow as a fan at home, being like, "What night are we on? Like, we're we gonna do this and DVR." Like, I don't know. 
it's a tangent, but it's a story I've always wanted to write. It's a hard story because it takes a lot of time and travel and stuff. And it always happens in the teeth of the season where you're just like, there's a million other things going on. But I was in a, uh, you know, I was eating dinner in a restaurant last night and saw one of whatever it was Buffalo last night mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye, you know, and nobody was in the stands. Yep. Nobody at all. How, how was that uh, restaurant, by the way, with your kids having not napped for the day? My description to Celebrity Hot Tub afterwards was like the the underneath the booth of the Mexican restaurant looked like you took a, a meal for a family of four at a normal Mexican restaurant and you put it in a giant bag and you dropped it from three stories. <laughs> That's basically what it looked like when we got done. Um, and being a veteran of the service industry, it it makes me so uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah. Because then I, then like the manager of the restaurant was like, please get off. Like I, cause I got on the floor and started scooping stuff up and literally found a broom. Like I, I can't, I, I can't do that. I can't yep. leave it like that. <laughs> I had to say like, um, because I worked at Barnes and Noble for a few years right out of college, it was the same kind of like when I get a book out or when I get something out at a store, like a retail store, I have to put it back where it was. Uh, it just stresses me out if I, like, a, you know, cause people will just set it somewhere or if they change their mind about buying it, they'll just put it away somewhere. And that just gives me such massive anxiety. But anyway. Yeah. Everyone should work in the service industry for a year. It's like that in Israel, you have to go to the army for a year. Right. Even if you're not physically capable, like you just do something for the army. I think everyone should work <laughs> in the service industry for one year. It's like, but, I mean, uh, on a, two months might actually fix the problem. To that be reminds me of Bomani's idea that it basically everybody, there should be a massive mandatory HBCU exchange. We would understand each other so much better. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, K-State menu. My God. My God. So, Hey, uh, we just vamped about Toledo K-State and Kent State and say anything about the game. It's at five o'clock on CBS sports yeah. network. The rest of your Thursday is I'll do it real fast. Tulane at Houston, 7 PM ESPN, uh, FAU at North Texas is the back end of that doubleheader we mentioned at eight thirty Central at CBS Sports Network. Uh, Tulane Houston is the is the view. Yeah. yeah, it's on it's on ESPN, and here's the deal: um, if Memphis beats SMU on Friday, basically yes. your Tulane Houston winner uh, doesn't clinch the AAC West, but is is very close to clinching the AAC West. Um, that's Who's, who. Who among these teams has the best shot at beating UCF? Uh, SMU owns the, oh, um, I thought you were going to say best shot of winning, um, Houston. Yeah. I mean, they have the most upside here by far. Um, you can say like, we can talk about Tulane's unique offense. It's not nearly as unique this year. Uh, so I don't really think that applies, but they have a good defense, but no, I mean, Houston just has the most raw upside of this group and therefore they have the best chance, but they've now lost two games in a row. Uh, they lost at SMU by two touchdowns. They lost to temple, which I mean, they lost by 10 at te- uh, uh, to temple at home. That's a bad look, but it's still a semi excusable, um, you know, the result as a whole, but um, a Houston UCF game would be a spectacular track meet for sure. And I mean, in that, that kind of situation, you just hope that, you know, you time it right. You get the, you score the touchdown with 10 seconds left in the first half and then get the ball back to start the second and score again. You know, all those little game management things come into play, but that's a game that Houston could win just because they can keep up on the scoreboard. Um, mm-hmm. Tulane and SMU just aren't as good. SMU is better than they were two months ago. Tulane's way better than they were two months ago, uh, but Houston is still the best shot there. I'm going to do Friday, then I'm going to derail it again because we have a PAPN. I would say, like, not crisis level, but it, it's peak PAPN, and we need to insert ourselves into this news. So we're going to do Friday real fast. Friday night, there's three games. At 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, God's time zone, Boise State goes to New Mexico. Uh, at 8 o'clock on ESPN2, Memphis goes to Southern Methodist, that we just spoke of. And then there's an FCS game over on Big Sky. It's Eastern Washington at Portland State. Um the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? See what? I know. I sound like my old man. So he'd be like, hey, boy, did you see what I put on the Twitter? That was, yeah, that was like um, a Letterman thing. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Uh, the Mountain West is throwing shade at the AAC. <laughs> so let's just stop the show. I don't know let's if you're here for major. If you're together. here for like major playoff or SEC talk, I don't know. Well, one, I don't know why the hell you're here, but also look at this week. Like we we get See, to we're, live. We're finding our voice again right here. We're, we get we're, to live in the ditch this week. Here's so a, uh, Mountain West put out a graphic and then italicized the the actual text of the tweet saying objects objects in mirror are closer than they appear. Huh. The um 
The graphic is on their beautiful purple background. Top three comparison based on win percentage since the inception of the AAC. And then in parentheses, that's 2013. The top what? The top what? What are the criteria? The top here? top three top three comparison of programs. The top three programs in uh, each see, Okay, well, what about top four? What about top five? Yeah, I'm already out. Hey I'm man, hey man, hey, I, I, I don't it. want you. I don't want you to debunk it. Let's just roll around in it. Okay. okay. So Mountain West, uh, number one, two, and three in this order is Boise, San Diego State, and Utah State. American in this order: one, two, three, uh, Houston, Central Florida, Memphis. This is the um, dumbest thing I've ever seen. Shut up! Shut up! We're gonna keep it going, okay? I just I found the graphic. First of all, the font is horrifying. The font is um, wonderful, okay? I like the Transformers. Who doesn't like the Transformers? Uh, I'm, there's no point in reading the records, but basically, what they're trying to show is they have a higher winning percentage. That Boise has a 753, Houston 693, then number two, San Diego State 701, uh, UCF 671. Look, this was something. <laughs> That somebody oh did on that look that somebody lower tier in the Mountain West office did on a lunch break. Ugh. They showed it. They said, "Let's have fun with it." Now, I know every part of you's dying right now because this is junk math. It offends you probably on a personal and a professional level because well, it takes. One of the three teams on here, the one of the three comparisons on here is drastically in favor of the AAC. Memphis's win percentage is way better than Utah State's. So they're basically here's, saying, hey, two out of three. We're slightly better if you only look at the top quarter of our conference and not the fact that we have like four of the worst teams in FBS every year. Here's why I'm here for this. Here's why you should be too. I mean, shade, and that's fine. No. Yes, 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 that. Um, this is a response to... The hashtag that the American is trying to get going, power six, hashtag power six. All right. This is a response to UCF's uh, new campaign where they're trying to roll two years together. This is, remember <laughs> we talked about this where like Miles figured out that he could do a PR thing where they said we were undefeated in regulation and then bam, two loss LSU makes the national title game in 2007. The same thing's going on here in that the American and UCF specifically are suddenly trying to prop up this argument. By the way, I loved how UCF's athletic director and UCF people and UCF media and all, they are heaping praise. It was starting, what, two weeks ago when they beat Temple on Thursday night? All of a sudden, it reminds me exactly of what John Calipari does during regular season basketball. His conference is shit. He has a national power, and so he's got to lift up the, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a bad SEC basketball school. I don't know any of them. Like Alabama and Ole Miss, who aren't great at basketball, are, are perennially worse than they should be, or LSU or whatever, and saying, no, I mean, it's a really competitive team. Like They're deeper than you think. That's what... A, suddenly the AAC and UCF are suddenly simpatico and in brotherhood with all these programs that they would slit each other's throat normally because they're trying to show that their resume is better than you think. That's fine. I'm all about this stuff. But I love that the Mountain West is coming in, and even if it's dumb, even if it took them five minutes, and in peer review this thing would die in a fire, <laughs> it's hilarious. And now here's, here's the point of why I'm doing this. We have tried to get in the bag for the American Athletic Conference since mm-hmm. this podcast was founded. Yes. How many episodes have we done? A lot. Two, Seriously. Probably, probably approaching 200? 240, 250. Okay. I don't have an American Athletic Conference mug. I don't have an American Athletic Conference uh, gaudy windbreaker that my wife would be horrified to see me in, even if I would just walk the dog. I don't receive any preferential treatment from the American Athletic Conference. All right. I don't have anything with that cool, dumb logo of the giant letter A and then like the drunk star that, I don't know, like got (laughs) one of its little star hands caught in a car door or whatever. Mountain West, if you're listening, we are for sale. (laughs) I will make Bill switch his loyalties over in a heartbeat, all right? They're based in Denver. Hey, hear me out. They're no, based I've in already, Denver, I was going to say, I'm supporting you. I've already, yeah. on this show, interviewed and jinxed the crap out of a Mountain West co- head coach this year for this show. So, you and I, mean, I, both individually at different times, have done stories on Boise. We've been yeah. to Boise. Boise's a great town, right? Okay. You get the Mountain West Conference office in Denver. Nice city, right? Yeah. Um, if San Diego State would stop thinking it was 1965, I would have gone and written a story about them a long time ago in, in San Diego, right? Pff, done, right? There's quality here, man. Powder River, of course, right? Your beloved Aggies. Hello? Yeah. 
Okay. You want, like, how, how do we feel about this? Are you good? Well, sure. Um, pro- I, 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 uh, no, but sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Mountain West. Send me some swag. Look, do you know how awesome it would be? I live in Nashville, Tennessee. To wear Mountain West stuff around. See, like you have this weird collection. This is how I was actually going to start the show before you immediately got in in the pregame meeting and you were like, well, I'm going to tell you why this week's great. Um, you wear, like you collect apparel, right, from colleges. What is your methodology in doing as such? Because like, like you have, you have, you have moral missed stuff than I do. Which I have none. Okay. Man, Rebel Rags is a phenomenal store. Just, um, it is. You have Tulane stuff. You yeah. have. So, okay. Here's how I. I mean, I mean I you realize, have a ton of stuff. I, here's, I realize I'm close to turning into like, you know, Kenny Chesney or whatever his name is. With um, Is he the is he the, 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 the nameless faces, faceless country star who has all the college football jerseys? He's the one that always shows up and he acts like he's been a, like a long time okay. fan yeah, of yeah. X. Sorry, I, I, yeah. they're like it's like teams. half of it's like half of the Power Five and then and then and then it was like seven NFL teams. I'm proud that I got that right on the first try because there are like 17 country dudes who are exactly the same. Um, yes, there are. So I fear I fear like that's my one fear here. But basically, like okay, so in 20 going back like so 2012, I did a like, little SEC road trip piece where, as Missouri joined the conference, went to the first Mizzou ro- uh, road game and all that stuff. Uh, rolled through the t- rolled through SEC country, hit like eight of the 14 schools. Um, and the only thing I purchased on that trip was a, a little mini cowbell for the kid uh, in, in Starkville. And so mm-hmm. like at that point it was like, well, no, th- th- this is weird. I got to be separated, especially if it's, you know, Mizzou and they're playing other these teams and blah, 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 blah. Within like, I don't know, two or three years from that point, I was like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to buy a, I'm going to buy a damn shirt with, for every single college I visit for work. And it really has become like my number one school is, or my, my number one team will always be Mizzou. My second team is college football. <laughs> and so like just everywhere I go, if it, we pass through a college town, we're buying stuff on that, that road trip that I've talked about where, when I had the the, when I did the Joe Moorhead feature, when we turned it into a little family vacation, uh, we stopped in Starkville, of course, and, and went to the bookstore. We, went, we rolled through Hattiesburg, went to the bookstore, we went to Tulane, went to the bookstore, went to, um, I can't think of, I don't think there was anywhere between Tulane and Ole Miss, but went to Rebel Rags and, uh, you know, bought everybody's shirts, went to, um, didn't have time to go to Memphis, but still hit like four schools or five or whatever that was, bought shirts at every single one of them. So it has become a thing where I just, I'm going to buy a shirt. If I'm in your school, I'm buying a shirt. Um, and which means I have Ohio state shirts in my closet. I've got Penn state shirts in my closet. Um, Lots of Wisconsin shirts in my closet because my parents used you to live there. Bust, like, so if it's like a sunny day in Columbia, Missouri, mm-hmm. the place where you went to college, you hold yes. a degree from, and you are a fan of their sporting teams, and you're like, I just grabbed like a, a an Ohio State shirt and run out. Are people going to be like, man, I don't like the Buckeye? Like, do people engage you thinking that you're a fan of these teams? The one shirt that I've worn where like where somebody actually engaged me a while back would, would have been a Seton Hall shirt. Cause I like I randomly <laughs> came across a dude from like New Jersey or something. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, no, it is not a thing. Um, okay. The only college gear that I own is, uh, a couple pieces of like, I don't know what they call dry fit for Adidas, but it's Georgia Southern stuff. And then a Wyoming t-shirt that I'm probably gonna have to throw away soon. I need, a, I need new Wyoming gear. Um, that's it. Because I can't do that. Because I feel like then I don't know. I've like, proven to myself having gone to it, a situation where like Mississippi State fans are like trying to go through my parents' mail in Mississippi. Right. Like I, I try and stay a little mindful of it. Also, I seek out Atlanta Falcon stuff that's slightly tasteful and has the old logo on it. Um, getting well, back it, to this, well, this in is what that I wanted sense, to though. The last thing I'll yeah. say is like number one, I haven't done I I haven't done the investigative stuff like you. It is pro- it is a little different in that regard. And number two, I've proven to myself that it doesn't impact like my ability to speak neutrally about these teams. Yeah. Um, so you know, like, well, I'm wearing, like yeah, because I made the jokes about Cincinnati earlier, but like I like they asked me at the end of the thing, and I was like, no, I mean, you're like you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, like, I mean, like I'm know. wearing uh, go figure. I'm wearing a Tulane, Tulane shirt at this exact moment. Angry uh, Wave is pretty, Angry Wave pretty is legit, just man. amazing. But it's, I'm wearing it's this second only to Fighting Okra. <laughs> yes, um, but. If uh, Houston's probably beating Tulane tonight, like it's not going to impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to try to talk you into something just because I, I enjoy the team and I like the coach. So close to having a wolf pack on my ass. 
Not so quite. I, not not quite. Uh, they didn't. They're not. They're going to come up just a little short of that. Well, whose but. fault was that? Not mine. <laughs> not, That's NC State. Um, here's what I want to get at before we go back to the tasting menu. I'm doing everything I can to derail you from telling me about the weekend. Mountain West. I just want to wear Mountain West stuff around the heart of SEC country where they do take personal offense to any of that. Yeah. You do realize that people still hate Boise here for absolutely no reason. <laughs> for no reason oh whatsoever. My God. They hate them for the, having the presumption that they could belong in college sports. And like that, the most amazing part about that is when they got the chance during that their best run, they whooped Georgia's ass. Like yes. they proved themselves. That should have been a that should have been a, okay. You have our respect. But it so wasn't. here's the deal. If you're listening right now and you are at Mountain West at the at the office, I like your logo. Purple and gray, they go well. I like that it's modular. Um, if you're listening and you're at one of the partner schools, send me this stuff. I will wear it just to make people in the Southeastern Conference mad, um, just to needle people who are like religious fine bomb listeners. I enjoy this. This makes me happy. Also, send like me the, stuff the tough thing I with like the it. Wyoming bill is that you some people just think it's a, a shirt like, oh, he went to Wyoming. I can't ski like I didn't go to Wyoming to do anything other than go to Laramie. You know, it sent me stuff, too, just because I like stuff. You'll wear anything. Oh, hell yeah. Is there a school right now that you wouldn't wear gear from? Um, well, I tested that theory because, I mean, as a Mizzou guy, you know, from like the 90s and 2000s, like when I was in school, like really, really, really hated OU, especially with the fact that, you know, every time Missouri lost to OU in football and basketball, I got to hear from it from hear about it from, you know, high school friends and stuff. So I really resented OU. But when I was in uh, when I rolled through Norman a few months ago um, to talk to their SID, I uh, saw a, a, a red OU shirt with like an old school helmet with like the two bar face mask. Yeah. Bought it. Bought it. Do you do you own a, do you own anything from Kansas? That okay. So the two tests remaining are Kansas and Nebraska. Um, I can call. I can call people in Lawrence and take care of that for you. Do you, I, some, um, do you want some Kansas gear? I do not. Uh, the, the, that is, uh, there are two, there are two bridges left that I have not yet crossed. It would not surprise me if I end up ca- crossing the freaking Nebraska bridge, considering how many you know Omaha radio people I like and how you know. Well, among other things, how fun their football team is going to be in about two more years. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I, I have not yet. And any Mizzou fans who know me, uh, like, and are hearing this, they're they're driving off the road right now. And I apologize. I have not crossed that bridge. I do not guarantee that I will cross that bridge. Um, it would very much surprise me if I crossed the Kansas Bridge one day. The uh, only but, thing you know, in my office right change. now that says I'm a sports writer is a giant Mississippi State cowbell, and that's how it should be. <laughs> That's because you're a Mississippi State homer. It all fits very well. Inception, Brom. Uh, all right, Bill. Saturday. It's a good day. I swear. We've we, just shut up. Let me read it. You've been stalling. It's a good day. I want that Mountain West windbreaker. Um, Saturday, November seventeenth. I'd bust out I, like a Utah State at the gym. Oh People my God! Would, how they, how much water have, have no I idea. carried for Utah State through the years? I know, right? But like, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like if you like if you have a Utah State shirt on in Nashville, Tennessee, like that's a conversation starter. Yeah. Eleven AM ESPN. Eleven AM ESPN, Arkansas at Mississippi State, ESPN. These are a lot of eleven AM games, so buckle up. Yeah. SEC Network, Citadel at Alabama. Colgate goes to Army at uh on CBS Sports Network. Uh we will mention this without any joking. It is Harvard Yale at Fenway. It's on ESPN too. Why that's gonna be cool. Fenway. Could you ruin everything, Yankees? It's going to be cool. No, it's not. Okay, by the uh, way, Harvard-Yale, number 20 versus number 24 in the Massey composite rankings. So, you know, kind of like watching uh, whatever that is, Florida-Mississippi State or something. Uh, hang that's on. a terrible example. Let me try and fart in my own face while you talk about that game. Uh, ESPNU has Idaho at Florida, Michigan State at Nebraska on Fox, Middle Tennessee at Kentucky on SEC Network. Big Ten Network has Northwestern at Minnesota. Ohio State goes to Maryland on ABC. Penn State goes to Rutgers on Big Ten Network. Pittsburgh goes to Wake Forest on the regional ACC, whatever. Uh, South Florida goes to Temple on ESPN News. Great TV deal, guys. FS1 has TCU at Baylor over at 1120. NC State goes to Louisville, ACC Regional. Uh, skipping, 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 skipping. Um, let's stay with Utah going to Colorado at twelve thirty central. So that game kicks off at ten thirty in the morning on the Pac twelve. Uh, it's what? Colorado, so eleven thirty a.m. Eleven thirty Mountain. Up, oh, sorry, Mountain. Still, that's yeah. early. 
Pac-12 networks going Jefferson Pilot style? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've professed my love for the 11 a.m. games now because I'm old, so it's great. Wow. I mean, cool, but wow. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. All right, mm-hmm. we will stop. Um, well, let's just go to 2 o'clock. We'll yeah. call it that, okay? Um, by the way, uh, really cool FCS game. Montana State at Montana. It's always a cool game. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know how you can find that one, but good luck. Utah State's at Colorado State at 1 o'clock on the Mountain West video streaming. And then Notre Dame is at Syracuse, and that's at Yankee Stadium. On uh, It's NBC, main, straight up mainline yeah. NBC. Football uh, in Yankee Stadium and when, at Fenway Park Saturday early. Yeah. Okay, so. College football is camping. I was in the Northeast. Um, all right. So, uh, um, look, look, a lot of crap here. A lot mm-hmm. of crap here. I'm not yes. going to, I'm not even going to try to spend that otherwise. So, yep. but the healthy college football fan, if you're, lo- if you're just looking to enjoy yourself because, yeah. you know, a lot of this is crap. Number one, Colgate Army could be really, really interesting. Colgate has like the best at, uh, defense in the history of FCS this year, or at least, you know, non North Dakota State edition. Uh, they are strangely dominant defensively. They, they gave up a touchdown for like the first time in two months last week. They are up to fifth in the Massey composite uh, for FCS. Uh, <clears throat> Princeton's number two. Uh, but you, Colgate is is a really interesting story. Uh, we, we know that Army, just by definition, is going to try to limit this. They had six possessions the other day against uh, Lafayette. Six, the entire game, six. They scored on five of them, and I believe the other one, the, the clock ran out uh, when they were t- running out the game. So the fact that they only beat uh, Lafayette, whatever it was, 31-17 or 31-14, they scored 100% of their possessions when the game, when they were trying to. Uh, but Colgate is, is strangely dominant defensively. Uh, they probably been gearing for this game for a while they're going to be a a potential force in the fcs playoffs that is it's colgate army it it might be one of the more interesting games of saturday and i don't say that in a dire way i say that in in a this could actually be interesting way so keep that in mind yeah otherwise i'm looking here to try and give you guys some off field narrative um so the utah colorado game um if utah i don't think utah's really equipped to go in there and blow them out but, Probably not, but they should win. They should absolutely win. Yes, they win. should win, um, and so that might be that uh, for Colorado and Mike McIntyre. Um, a game to watch as well as South Florida at Temple. I'm interested to see. One, Temple's doing extremely well. They beat the crap out of Houston. Um, the South Florida schneid that we talked about, I'm very interested in that. Um, it's funny here because like Pittsburgh's contending for a division title. They could lose at Wake Forest. Northwestern has won a division title. They could lose at Minnesota. Yeah, they're they're um, underdogs. They are straight up underdogs. Are they really? Of course. At, against they are. Minnesota, having after having clinched the Big Ten West. Um, By the way, shout out to the Northwestern, um, the SID, and the people who run the Northwestern football Twitter account. That was fun yesterday. We uh, yeah, they were they're really cool. They're good. They're, they're, they're all nice. awesome. And, uh, and your journalism school graduates should all be gathered up on an island and hunted by super predators. But their SID is tr- is tremendous. The um, school is very good to deal with. Yes, they just graduate horrible people. But I co-host a podcast with a guy from Mizzou, so what do I know? Um, Michigan State and Nebraska. Yes. Could Nebraska win that game? Hell yeah. Um, yeah. They're only they're only like two or three point underdogs. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean it when I say like I when I wrote my piece earlier that Northwestern folks were responding to about how the hell did Northwestern just win the West? One of my uh, kind of just the, my offhand lines in that piece was basically like right now Nebraska might be the big, best team in the Big Ten West. They didn't get yeah. they didn't start until mid October, which Damn, was a little I, bit of a problem. I screwed but, up when I was like trying to find that crater it out year one surge late get excited for next year i, I put i put that on arkansas if you remember <laughs> yeah it's nebraska yeah I, well part of the problem was we didn't realize they were going to start that bad uh so we didn't realize they were going to be building steam necessarily yeah, I, mean, I was but, gonna say I, I, yeah every everything's an improvement at a certain point um yeah. but yeah man, so you've got you've got colgate army you've got michigan state nebraska was another game i was going to mention because it really should be uh pretty yeah. fun to watch they are nebraska is, is problematic defensively um but they are very fun offensively they are very scott frost offensively you've got utah colorado uh, which is an important game for both teams. And Utah really does have a chance if they win, Arizona State should lose one of the next two games, most likely. Uh, and so they'll be in very good shape to finally win the Pac 12 South. 130 Notre Dame Syracuse is obviously important enough that's to watch. That's the game. I mean, that's the game. But you have two and a half hours before that starts. So you'll, you'll get to watch, you'll get to watch the entire Colgate Army game uh, before that. But then also, as I mentioned on Tuesday, whip out the laptop and, and at 12 o'clock Central Time, turn on the Princeton, the Penn Princeton game uh, to watch a really 
fun football game. And, and uh, uh, North Carolina A&T, North Carolina Central is on at one, also on your laptop. So North, to, good. Notre Dame Syracuse is the pick. I think this is the best shot anyone would have against Notre Dame. Yes. Um, and I think I think Syracuse is entirely capable of doing so. It's the game to watch. Um, I don't have anything negative to say. I always have no. to say that. I'm actually very interested to see how Notre Dame gets tested by Syracuse's offense. So yeah, Syracuse yeah. is one of the just the weirdest teams in the country in that like. Like their base defense is absolutely horrible, but in any sort of sort of situational aspect, like red zone or passing downs or whatever, they suddenly become Alabama, um, and and their special teams are really good. So their their offense is dealing with short fields. Like they just have a really unique. We have a bear raid uh, image in our head when we talk about a Dino Babers team, but this is a very unique football team in general, um, and that can cause problems. All right, moving on. I just oh, but before we move on, I did want to say, man. The rivalry has fallen. Talk about a game that I absolutely <laughs> felt like I had to watch every yeah. second of. The rivalry, if you didn't know, is TCU Baylor. Wow. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, that used to just be a game where you would hang your hat for like blogging and stories and everything. Like it would be weird, it would be fun, it would be nationally impactful, and then just poof. Two o'clock, ESPN goal line. Hi, podcast. Um, Two thirty. Boston College goes to Florida State. Uh, we'll stick at 2.30 for a second. Big Ten Network has Iowa at Illinois. Miami goes to Virginia Tech on ESPN. CBS has Missouri and Tennessee. Hell yeah. Eesh. Gary Danielson has to say nice things about Missouri. <laughs> Texas Tech goes to K-State on ESPNU. Tulsa goes to Navy on CBS Sports Network. Uh, it's called the Bell? What is the USC-UCLA rivalry? They they play for a Bell, I think. Uh, can't remember. Is it? It's not victory called Crosstown. Victory Bell. Victory it's the Bell. Victory Bell, yeah. But I don't know if it's called the Battle for the Victory Bell. Uh, that's on Fox. Um, yeah, ACC Regional Network has Virginia at Georgia Tech. ABC has West Virginia going to Okie State. And then, wow, we're still at 2.30. Wisconsin goes to Purdue on Big Ten Network. All right, moving on to 3 o'clock. Air Force is at Wyoming on ESPN News. Indiana's at Michigan on FS1. Liberty is going to Auburn uh, on SEC Network. At the same time, so check your alternates. SEC Network also has UMass at Georgia, or just don't watch that. Uh, Oregon State goes to Washington at 3.30 on Pac-12 Network. Uh, and then we jump. That's weird. There's yeah, no 4 we'll or stop. 5 o'clock yeah, kickoffs. We'll so we can actually just stop right there. I've never seen such a clean designation I know. There's no, not a single 5 o'clock random kickoff. Okay. In your mid-afternoon picks, um, mm. I can give you narrative games. Well, I, and first of all, keep in mind that we'll be, you know, if Notre Dame-Syracuse is interesting, that'll basically occupy the first half of all of these games. But um, Well, that's good because I can only give you narrative here. <laughs> Go for it. Um. There's a couple here, actually. Okay. Um, Georgia Tech could derail Virginia. Virginia had like, I'm interested to see who wins that game. Um, let's see here. Um, Wisconsin and Purdue only because you're now going in where it's like this. I'm interested one because of the season that Wisconsin hasn't had mm-hmm. going into a Purdue situation where it's like, if he gets his ass kicked, is he still God's gift to Louisville? <laughs> Spoiler, probably. Yeah. Um, this, what's the other one that I was looking at? Just Oh, oh uh, the loser of Miami, Virginia Tech, is mm. going to be in a bad place. Yes. In Brought, terms of direct program direction, right. um, we're still trying to make sense of Virginia Not Tech. Not getting fired, but uh, getting no, a no, lot no, of yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, good. Yeah, thank you. Clarity. Um, K-State is a situation. Um, if Texas Tech comes in there and just blows them out, um, I don't think that will happen. I but don't again, think so. It's a situation uh, worth monitoring, and that's what you get in these games when you're talking about mid to late November. So um, I think that's it. Those are the only ones I wanted to pick apart. I'm disappointed because West Virginia at Oklahoma State could have been amazing. But uh, wait, what What week is it? They lost Bedlam. Oklahoma State will beat West Virginia by 17. Okay. That's because it's the every other week Oklahoma State's a world beater. Well, but I mean, last week they played really, really well. So if we're doing every other week, this is their Baylor week. Well, uh, but like it's also that's Oklahoma and they don't win Bedlam ever. But they played well. That's the thing. They played really well. Yeah, they uh, did. No, I would say, well, first of all, I mean, I've got them projected to lose by two and a half. This is basically a, a toss up game because Oklahoma State's still quite good. I mean, they they have had letdowns. The the Kansas State and Baylor games were were weird. Um, Iowa State looks a little more justifiable now. <clears throat> but uh, you know they are still a very capable team. They've been playing. They've played probably two of their their their, or their two best games of the year within the last three weeks. <clears throat> and I mean, it, I mean, West Virginia's 
in a really good spot right now to at worst be end up like the the first runner up to the in the playoff race um but they you know before they can even get to the back-to-back games against OU or the potential back-to-back games against OU they got to beat Oklahoma State and there's no guarantee that they will West Virginia is in the completely stupid don't pay attention to them poll for the college football playoff they're ninth right eighth ninth right now yeah I, I mean, they're, they're, I they've know. been really good, and when they when they look good, they look really good, and they blow you out. And so they're up to their resume and my resume S and P plus rank is they're barely behind Oklahoma at this point. I do uh, think they're better than Wazoo, but I do also think that two loss LSU is better than them. Although well, two two loss LSU, yeah, you know my thoughts on LSU. The situation with the offense is like it's so I can't bad. crap all over Cheney all the time at Georgia, and not no. mention the fact that LSU's offense is regressing. After I spent all season saying, hey, maybe Matt Canada wasn't a bad fit and Innsbinger actually did some interesting stuff. And they did. They opened up that way. And then now it's like just more con- tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. It's not uh, a yeah, good thing they, if you're LSU. Yeah. I mean, they really only opened up that way against Miami. Since then, they've been very extremely mediocre. But, um, but Well, but I my... should say not so much the effect, but what they're attempting to do. Right. Like some of their like their play calling got increasingly more conservative, and for whatever reason, it was just fine against Georgia. And I feel like they doubled down from then on. Yeah, but just to to go back to your point, if yes, if you're going to crap on Jim Cheney, who is in charge of the number three offensive S and P plus offense, you should probably <laughs> save some of that ire for the number three LSU Tigers or number eighty three LSU Tigers too. Just yeah, just no. You're absolutely right. It's just I think one is an expectation thing. Like well, LSU, sure. I expect yeah. to look clunky and crap, like a crappy Volvo. Yeah. You know that's not that's not a machine built for speed. And then you look over at Georgia and you're like, you guys should be scoring yeah, there, seventy. Yeah, there is a frustration with with Georgia. I'm going to write about Georgia's red zone play calling uh, soon, but it, it really is kind of baffling. By the way, the most probably the most impactful game in terms of national level hype probably Jacksonville State Kennesaw State on uh, the old FS Go video app or whatever that is at two o'clock. That's a uh, two high caliber FCS playoff teams right there. So you know if you got your laptop open and Princeton's blowing out Penn, go ahead and you know, flip the, flip this is, this is a tasting menu. So we have to make a pick and, um, Oh, it was right in front of me the whole time. All right, when I seated the floor talking about watching for narrative, it's it's USC UCLA. Oof. Um, it it, that is an interesting, I haven't seen it UCLA in a few weeks. So that from that standpoint, I am curious about that game, but, um, me too. in terms of just football, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma state should be a very West Virginia, Oklahoma state game. That should be pretty fun. And again, we're we're still. You only have to catch the second half because if because hopefully Notre Dame Syracuse is super interesting and we'll be watching that. Let's move to straight away to six o'clock on ESPN. Duke goes to Clemson. UAB is at Texas A and M on ESPN two. Upset alert. UConn goes to East Carolina. Oh, <laughs> East Carolina is like a seventeen point favorite in a conference game. God, CBS Sports Network. Um, no one sent me proof of watching the other game that I asked for. I want proof that someone attended this game. Fourth quarter, I want proof. Chattanooga goes to South Carolina on SEC Network alternate starting at 6.30. Let's stay at 6.30 at uh, Kansas at Oklahoma's on Fox. <laughs> yep. Now, tell me it's a good weekend. Um, well, I, again, you just have to search a little bit. But keep going. Mm. And by I the way, how is Kansas? Well, I don't know. Well, I'll get to the point I'm about to make. I'll stop. Uh... Oh, <laughs> well, hello. two miles, a uh, mile and a half from me. Ole Miss is at Vanderbilt at six thirty. Matty, no, you're all you're S- alma mater. Yeah, I'm hotty toddy uh, on SEC Network. I won't even be here. Um, Rice is at LSU on ESPNU. Stanford at Cal. Watch out! Could happen game, this year. Game could happen this year. Pac-12. Never- oh shit! Well, yep. I won't see it. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati's at UCF at seven o'clock on ABC. Iowa State's at Texas seven o'clock LHN. Uh, I'm gonna knock the evening yeah. out real fast. Yeah. Uh, jumping to nine o'clock at nine fifteen on ESPN two. New Mexico State's at BYU nine thirty. We have three games ending our day. Oh ESPN damn it! Two. And the one I was gonna watch is on Pac twelve. God. Wow. Can I finish? Uh, ESPN has Arizona at Wazoo, Arizona State at Oregon on Pac-12 Network, hence the screams you just heard. And then ending your business day is CBS Sports Network, San Diego State at Fresno. Uh, Pretty easy picks here. uh, The two games I'm most interested in are on LHN and Pac-12 Network. Cool. I know people that work for LHN, and they, they won't even send me mirror links. 
I mean, it's on Watch ESPN. That's fine. I'll figure it out. No, well, no, I'll I don't think it, it is. No, I, I, if you have YouTube to, TV, you don't have access to LHN, as far as I know. Uh, well, I'll have to find somebody else's login, I guess. But <clears throat> man, that's how, I mean, how I, did it end up? Like, th- by the way, I think Jason earlier today noted or, or found somebody on Twitter saying that this is the first time uh, in the history of Longhorn Network that Texas is on the Longhorn Network host uh, playing against a ranked team. So good for good for you, Longhorn Network. Sucks for all of us, um, especially with Oklahoma, Kansas on Fox, while Iowa State, Texas is on the Longhorn Network. God, okay, I'm I'm getting cranky. I need to I need to rally myself before I get too cranky here. Um, Stanford, no, God, Stanford Cal's not on. I, I was, I'm <laughs> I was I'm waiting out. for you to walk in. UAB A and I'm going to watch UAB A and M. Damn it, uh, Stanford and Cal. Somebody send us a sling a sling login or something. I don't know. Um, Stanford and Cal, I'm interested in because um, I'm interested. Like Cal's, I mean, could this be the year? Could this be the year? What's the streak at right now? Uh, let's see. I can find that real fast. I will say Stanford. The streak uh, is substantial. Stanford's coming off their best performance of the year, pretty much. So uh, bad timing there. But let's see. They won it. It's they a home Cal. game in Berkeley. They beat Cal by three last year, by 14, by 13, by 21, by 50, by 18, Jesus. by three, by 34. Jesus. 2009 is the last time they lost to Cal. I would have guessed much earlier. I would have said 2002. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That I would have said post Tedford, or was that still Tedford in nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still Tedford. Yeah, it was. He was there a long time. Um, uh, yeah. Tune in for you and UAB A and M. Everyone's like been joking about it. Like, no, it's a game. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, Between UAB A and M and Middle Tennessee, Kentucky, there are two games that S and P thinks <laughs> where the, the conference UST, uh, conference USA team has a much better chance than the the spread says. Um, I will say about UAB, their quarterback might be out early. Um, he's hurt. Um, luckily, I guess for UAB, their offense still kind of stinks. They've been winning with defense, but this is a, this is an interesting game. This is one of those, like, I'm just really like UAB is up into the top 20 in defensive S and P plus. I'm just, I'm really curious what, um, they have to offer A and M, you know, I've been saying all year, like the A and M's biggest strength is that they don't really have a weakness. They're not great at anything, but they're just not bad at anything. So their offense will be a really nice test for UAB. I realize I'm supposed to be framing this in the other direction. UAB is going to be a test for A and M, but that, that is one of those two games, middle Tennessee, Kentucky, UAB, and one of them is going to be pretty close. I think, uh, what I would, would make me really happy is that after everything that UAB went through and all the conversations we've already had, they get kind of a marquee moment. They get a marquee moment and they beat Jimbo Fisher <laughs> of all people. For those of you who oh, don't know, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, hell yes. LSU I'm back. I'm back with this evening's slate. You feel good now? Yeah. Yep. Because that, if for those of you who don't know, was a coach that was being courted and blocked by the powers that be at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. By the way, shout out to several of you who DM'd and added me on the uh, Bill Clark dropping the Alabama Tuscaloosa reference. <laughs> Thought that was awesome. Uh, um, okay, uh, let's see here. If Vandy wants to go to a bowl, they got to beat Ole Miss. That could be dicey for them. Um, it's tough. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they got to beat Ole Miss Pac-12, and Tennessee, don't they? Yeah, Pac-12 Network has two really good games, and it, it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, Duke will be f- interesting for about two drives. Um, I, I do think the play here is to switch between for the for most of us who don't have Pac-12 Network is to switch between Cincinnati UCF and UAB A and M. Oh, I completely miss Cincinnati UCF. A, yes, yes, that, weird, that, that is what a, good a weird game. evening. Watch that. Yeah, what a weird evening. <clears throat> um, did I say UCF or USF? Sorry, Cincinnati UCF. I think UCF. you said UCF, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you'll know pretty quickly if Cincinnati can go back and forth yeah. with them. Um, the Based on the way that they've played recently, uh, I think they can. I think um, they can, and the biggest thing is going to be are they making stops, not necessarily are they scoring. Cause, um, that's exactly they, what they I said last night on the, uh, yep, on the Bearcat thingamajig where I was like, hey, you could have a, an incredibly successful day as a defense by giving up 30 and 500 some odd yards or whatever yeah. like just finish your drives that's it worry about what happens like you know inside those 20s so um i it, i mean i'm just i'm coming all the way around on ucf where i'm so sick of it that like they finally get the national attention they've complained about and all the snipey stuff with herb street like you made kirk herb street look sympathetic jesus um for for, they, for five seconds and then he then he yeah to that, but still. if they got smacked if they got smacked in Orlando with all the attention that would be funny if not great I hope you go to the playoff <laughs> spoiler alert you won't 
Uh, bargain bin. Well, I've already long, I've long already pause here for the bargain card. bin. Uh, I've already played my pin Princeton and A and T Central cards. Uh, yeah. I mean, Georgia Southern Coastal on ESPN Plus <clears throat> at 4 o'clock. Like, Southern had that great crowning moment against App State and then turned to crap all of a sudden. They've lost two yeah. in a row since then. They got blown out by ULM and then lost by 14 at home. So, um, <clears throat> they're still 7-3. and three. They're going to end up having had a good year, but they really probably need to rally themselves to, to make sure they don't end up 7-5. and five. Yeah. Um, God, I'm hoarse uh, today. I have no idea why. I'll leave it at that. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to push much more on you in a week like this. Um, programming alert. Oh, by the way, we'll just throw this in here because we won't have a, a, a tasting menu show until then. Next Tuesday, you have Ball State at Miami of Ohio, Northern Illinois at Western Michigan <laughs> on Tuesday. Yep. No games on Wednesday, and then we will roll into uh, a Thursday's Thanksgiving. So you have Colorado State. I didn't know Colorado State Air Force was playing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's interesting. And then the Egg Bowl that is that night. Um, okay. Um, programming alert. We are going to have S&P on Sunday and then one show next week. Um, and then we go back to the regular format. Is that correct? Yeah. Because yeah. then we'll have championship week to prepare for. So we'll be. We will do. So. So like Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, basically is what we're talking about here. Um, well, let me simplify that again. So you're listening to this show likely on a Thursday into a Friday. We'll have our Sunday recap show. We will have one show during the week next week for Thanksgiving. The following week, we will come back as we go into the championship week with a S&P Plus show on Sunday, a regular Tuesday, Thursday type structure going into championship. And then after that, we go back to a weekly format. Um, the S&P Plus stuff we do after they determine the playoff. Yeah, so that will be Saturday December 1st are the championship games. So, so you'll have yeah. your Sunday night show is going to be on the second and that'll be your last Sunday night update show of the season. Obviously we will incorporate S and P plus at the very end of the season as well. As we go back and revisit all that stuff, we'll probably do like a top 50, which I think we did last year. Um, and then we'll go back to a longer, fatter midweek, uh, once a week show, uh, until further notice. That good. Right. I, I don't know. I'm asking the audience. And we're pretty, and we're pretty fat in general. So that's saying something. I'm not as bad this year. I can't figure out why. Maybe I'm dying. I usually I um I usually don't gain weight during the season because I atrophy from not working out. And so it yeah. kind of, so it kind of balances itself out and then in the off season I can flip that back to a more healthy working weight. A healthier um, fat? Yeah, exactly. That's college football. <laughs>